welcome to House of Healing. QHHD stands for Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique and um, Marta is level two. Um, and I am about to start my level one, but point is, it's not to plug in the QHHD, but I just wanted to share a little bit of my experience because about three, four weeks ago, I underwent the, the actual process and it is, um, well, borderline indescribable, but I will do my best. But before I went, underwent, Marta and I hosted uh, quite a few rooms here in House of Healing about QHHD, and we talked extensively about, um, you know, Dolores's uh, work and you know how she came about doing that. And we're going to mention some of that tonight as well. Um, but nothing really uh, could could actually prepare me for the experience. Um, and it was just literally life altering. And um, it was, um, yeah, it was just indescribable. So I just, you know, I haven't been active on Clubhouse for a few weeks because I was moving country and doing all sorts of things. Um, and so today um, is the first time we're doing it again. Um, and it's just wonderful because, you know, the, the actual, you know, feeling is really fresh. And um, now I call myself, or rather Marta calls me quantum me. Um, and yeah, we're going to try and kind of explain that, you know, how the whole thing happened. And uh, by all means, if anyone wants to um, ask a question or anything, please raise a hand. Um, but I'm going to ask Marta, just for those who don't know much about Dolores Cannon and QHHD, if you can just give us like a quick little, um, you know, bio about Dolores and maybe how you got into it. Um, and then we can take it from there. Would that be okay, Marta? Yes, sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Take it away. <laughs> Amazing. I'm so eager to hear about your experiences. Um, yay to Quantum U. Um, yeah, so Dolores Cannon is um, the really a visionary founder of quantum healing, quantum healing hypnosis technique, QHHT, um, which she discovered and then perfected um, over the course of about a 45-year career. She left her body, I think, in 2014 or 2015, but she's written, um, gosh, upward of 20 books, if not more, all based on um, similarities and cases that she had throughout her career. So she and her husband, Johnny, we're doing hypnosis on a military base to help people deal with anger management issues, stop smoking, um, stop overeating, that type of thing. And somebody slipped into past lives and they were very, very curious about this. Um, and then realized that um, this was a state of the brainwave activity called theta state where other hypnotists usually avoid going because quote unquote weird stuff happens there. And of course, Dolores was very, very interested in the in that weird stuff and in making that all happen on purpose so um she perfected her technique um her husband passed on she was focusing on her raising her kids and then in the in the late 80s and early 90s she really got back to it and made theta um frequency uh, not just the uh the bug but the feature behind uh her pretty revolutionary hypnosis technique. Um, so it is something that uh, there are probably a couple thousand practitioners all over the world, interns, level one and level two. Um, I think there are probably a dozen or two dozen or three dozen level threes, but um, it's really just an amazing technique and there are practitioners all over the world. Um, you can take level one online. I think you can take level two online still. Um, that used to be offered only in person. So it's, it's a methodology. It is a technique, um, which means you get trained in the process. Once you are trained in the process, you have to do a number of uh, practice cases on people who are interested in having the technique done, but you can't charge. So up to a certain point, you're basically just getting your hours and you're getting experience. So that's about Dolores. Dolores, I highly recommend that you check out her books. Anybody who's interested or drawn to this type of work, um, is really, I think, part of the family. Um, and I would highly recommend that you go on YouTube. She has so many um, videos and uh, different conferences that she was part of. But she pretty much, before there was a New Age, was doing New Age work. She was working in um, occult science of a hypnosis. Of, of course, um, occult just means hidden. And she has um, just been so very what's the word, meticulous about her work. And she felt it was very important to 
create a way for the lost knowledge. She considered herself a reporter of lost knowledge. Um, she took it very seriously to document um, and be very meticulous about her notes and her work. And people who were undergoing this technique just kept saying the same things over and over and over. So again, her books do come from case studies of her, her clients um, who have had um, overlapping experiences, reporting the same experiences. She was one of the first people to really publish work about what happens when you die. And she just had hundreds of, of cases that reported the same things. And so she thought, gosh, if this is happening to more than you know one person, two, two people, three people, if this is hundreds and thousands of people, there must be something there to it. So um, she is an extraordinary visionary, not only in the technique, but um, in giving people a real voice and a real um, source of hope and guidance and even, I don't know, you know, Izzy, you and I have talked about this before, but when you read some of her work, it may feel kind of far out and it may stretch your brain, but a lot of it resonates with your heart and you just feel something about it to be true. Um, and just the fact that she had the courage, even though there were no publishers for anything, even close to what she was creating um, for the first 25 years of her career, she really stuck to it. She created her own publishing house and she's helped so many hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions at this point, by just getting the work out there. And I'm incredibly, I feel incredibly privileged and fortunate to have uh, worked with her daughter who is now heading up the, the academy um, uh, based out of Arkansas. I'm, it's, it's an amazing community of light workers and people who are all looking to help us get to the new earth and uh, the ascension and all of that stuff. And it's it's just like such a beautiful community. I've, I've really never encountered anything else like it. So um, that's me. I got into this about a year and a half ago, last July. Um, and I got my level two certification in QHHT just a couple of weeks ago, back in October. So that's what I'm doing on the side. I'm a consultant. I'm a coach. But I'm I, my high self said that I needed to do this spiritual work full time, that it was not a mistake. I've been drawn to this stuff my whole life. So um, I actually just finished the session um, just a couple of minutes before this call. And so I just get so energized and so um, like full hearted by doing this work. And I, I really I, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to not only do the work, but to have a platform like this um, with interested people to to share about it. Thank you so much. That's uh, that's a great share, um, uh, guys. I've just pinged um, up uh, the the book that changed my life, or well, it didn't change my life, but it kind of like nudged me towards this whole uh, QHHC. Um, I'm gonna quickly give you my bio. Um, I had eating disorders. I had chronic depression, ADHD, um, and quite a few other. Um, you know, I don't want to call them problems, but let's say challenges in functioning in this planet of three-dimensional existence. And, um, you know, it just, you know, medication and classical um, therapy just wasn't working fast enough. And I turned like 43 or 44 years of age and uh, came to a point where I was like, I'm either going to end this or, um, you know, try and find another way because that was not living. That was barely surviving. And, um I did quite a lot of alternative things and it kind of guided me towards Usui Reiki and from then on it kind of snowballed in a good way. So after Usui Reiki I completed my quantum entrainment training and you know neuro-linguistic programming, emotional freedom technique, quite a few things that you can see listed in my bio. But um, throughout all this time, um, about five years ago, um, I heard somewhere about this very interesting title but it was such a convoluted title that I could not remember it. And the title was The Three Waves of Volunteers and the New Earth. And I tried Googling three angels and three, you know, I just couldn't figure it out. So eventually I let go. And about two years ago, no, three years ago, um, I was coming back from a photo shoot because I work as a makeup artist. And I was in London on a bus and I was scrolling through my friend's Instagram who lives in New York. And he mentioned the book and I never read captions. I never read comments. I just add a few likes and just off I go. I can't be bothered with Instagram. But for some reason, it's like my super consciousness kind of guided me towards that post and I read it. And suddenly, you know, the eureka moment, the light bulb went off above my head. And I was like, that is the freaking book. Suffice it to say, five minutes later, I downloaded it from Amazon and I was reading it. And then 
the excitement of finding the book finally after all that time was halted by the information in the book because suddenly you know the top part of my head you know above the throat chakra above you know the cerebral part the analytical part was having a hysterical nervous breakdown because everything that i was reading was so contrary to what i've been taught and the how i've been perceiving this world yet from the throat chakra downwards my whole torso was feeling this um incredible peace and knowing and recognition of the information that I was reading so it took me about six months um obviously you know no not everyone reacts that way <laughs> i'm just a little bit weird um but it took me six months to kind of like you know synchronize this feeling of peace and knowing and for my brain to shut up and let go and relax and just accept the information about extraterrestrials and extra dimensionals and other lives and past lives and etc etc and I finally read the book in full and I just felt it was almost like somebody plugged me into some other source of energy it was almost like I was upgraded in some way like received some kind of a download and my Reiki practice became far more intense and suddenly as I was you know practicing distant healing or in-person healing it wouldn't matter um, these these you know entities would appear and like positive beautiful benevolent entities would come angels i mean at one point i had these extra well i think the extra dimensionals they're beautiful and blue and you can see them actually um there is an artist on instagram called art soldier 77 and she paints them and when i saw her work i actually sent her a message i'm like dude this is th these are the guys that come and help me I'm like, how do you connect with them? Because I thought I was hallucinating. And she's like, no, I just kind of channel them and they're like really cool. And so there's so many inexplicable, so to speak, synchronicities that happen. And it was impossible to ignore. And one of the things that that book did for me was confirm and affirm and really activate me in understanding what was going on and help me open up to you know these other communication channels that we do have we all have possessed them and so when i finally relaxed into the nico allowed myself to go in a flow um you know obviously started reading more and more of her books and watching dolores on youtube and you know researching and researching and you know eventually clubhouse happened because let me say i do not like facebook i don't i just feel really uncomfortable on tv on camera and oddly enough i worked in television for years but i just don't feel comfortable i feel that radio or podcasting is far more uh, beneficial medium and way I can express myself and you know carry a conversation about a topic that I'm interested in. so at that point lo and behold Clubhouse was launched and I was like hallelujah yet another incredible platform happened and I don't want to call it you know coincidence because it's not and suddenly it was almost like I was being guided step by step to do you know what I'm doing now and it keeps going suddenly the money that I had no idea where I was getting from uh, to do level one QHHT, it just manifested out of the blue. Well, not out of the blue, obviously universe works, but you know, it was just, you know, if I allow it to happen and suddenly everything that I was learning from Reiki, from Dr. Dispenza, from Louise Hay, all the Gaia, you know, programs suddenly started making complete sense. And all this beautiful long intro is to, <laughs> to basically talk about my experience about well it's about four or five weeks ago now i was still in london and um thanks to marta's help i found this incredible practitioner in london and um we went the actual qhht takes quite a long time and usually very rarely needs to be done twice and that was one of the most appealing aspects of the qhht because even reiki you have to attune yourself all the time it's like a guitar string if you don't attune it it will go out of tune you know any other cognitive behavioral therapy anything you know neurolinguistic but all of that takes time and one of the things that was key for me also was QHHT is the only so far the only available method that we have in the on this planet is to reach our super consciousness Dolores called it subconsciousness and I call it super consciousness because I'm like well I'm super so I'm just gonna call it super consciousness and I think the latest you research, are super do you right okay yes. so and I don't 
Amen, girl. There we go. And so I don't know where I read it because I read a lot of info because I'm ADHD. So there's like ton of info. So I can't give you the exact um, index where I read it. But I think somewhere along the lines was that like the own that consciousness that we are communicating through now is like 3% out of the whole of 100 out of the super consciousness there is out there. Um, and then I think it was Nassim Harmain who was saying, um, talking about Taurus energy and how, and then I read from, I think it was Barbara Brennan who was talking that actually what we have, our body doesn't have energy, our super consciousness and auric field creates the body, right? And so these are a little bit of a mind boggling concepts for someone like me, you know, I was very logical kind of person. Um, but it started suddenly making sense. And I really like the fact that the QHHT got in touch with the other 97 part of myself and i was like that 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 part knows everything that part is plugged into zero point field and also field of pure potential and you know it's connected to the source um you know it's connected to every other being on this planet but also has facets to connect with other beings on other frequencies and other dimensions because i read all about that in dolores's can in dolores's book three ways of volunteers and so I was like, I'm a little bit scared, but I'm going to do it because it's now I cannot ignore, you know, the books, the synchronicities, the, the experiences that I've had. And then finally, you know, looking for an intern in London, not finding one. And then Martha reaching out from the U.S. and finding someone in London. I mean, that was just like, no way. You, I cannot ignore that. And so I was like, be brave, girl. You can do it. So I went. And the first part is the interview and that really, you know, the practitioner kind of needs to ask you questions um, and understand the questions that you have. And we prepare um, our questions and you can have as many as you want. I mean, preferably not 100, but, you know, let's say up to 20, 30. I had about 15 questions and they were deeply personal, so I'm not going to mention all of them. Um, but like... You know, there were questions about, you know, why am I, let's say, did I choose to, you know, stay single in this life? And if I'm not, am I going to meet someone? Because it's not like I haven't tried or anything. It's just nothing sticks. So, you know, not everyone around me, you know, that I've been with is wrong. So clearly I, there was something in me that I'm triggering. I'd like to know about it. You know, and if I've chosen to be on my own, then yay, let's just, you know, put that at rest and move on. But if I didn't, let's then explore what it is that's blocking me from, you know, forming a, a, an intimate relationship with another human being. And so what was happening is that the practitioner was asking me those questions to explain them in more depth. And then there was a part of the induction and... I'm very um, easy to um, kind of fall into the state of hypnosis because, again, I practice it uh, myself every day, um, but I also am a meditation guide, so it was very easy. And then I was in space, and I was just energy, and I started crying because I, was, I just felt so at peace that I didn't really want to hop in any different lives to see what's going on because you go... You know, the sub super consciousness will guide you to your, your previous experiences in any dimension or any planet that are relevant to the questions that you're asking regarding this life. And so then I went um, into quite a few lives and I kind of went through and we've done some healing there. But the most important thing happens, and that I think is about two, maybe an hour to two hours. It really depends. Um, on a person and on obviously on your super consciousness but then it comes a point and I actually remember everything there's quite a few people that don't remember much so the the, the whole process is actually audio recorded right so you you get your recording later on so the the, the conscious part that chatting to you now was kind of like in the left corner above my left shoulder kind of I, it was like a little ball of light with a very curious expression on its face if you can call a ball of light having a face but that's how I perceive myself and so the part that was hopping through lives and experiencing and doing the the communication in regards to you know the questions that I had was kind of like this big lovely fluffy part of me and then there, there comes a point in the process where the practitioner invites purposely the super consciousness part of you and that was something that is just mind-blowing. You know when you're standing somewhere and then somebody passes by you and shoves you. It's like a little jolt. That's kind of how it felt in a very nice way. 
And I was like, whoa, what just happened? And suddenly I felt like every atom of my being was charged with so much density and, and the energy that had such density and intensity. And I remember the, the rational part of me going like, oh yeah, that's why we can't keep the whole thing. You know, our poor little cellular body cannot handle it. It was like, you know, like completely different, you know, supply of electricity or energy. You know, like having like a, like a bulb that can only handle like 20 watts and you zap it with, I don't know, like 60. It just cannot handle it, even for a nanosecond. And so obviously that's a bit of a banal, you know, comparison, but like obviously I could handle it, but not for a really long time. And my voice changed, the way I was speaking completely changed, and I started speaking in a third person. And so the practitioner said, well, so one of the questions that Isidora has is about the partner in this life. Are you able to help her with that? And suddenly you hear my voice, but in a different way saying, affirmative. And I'm like, and then the conscious part of me is like, well, affirmative? Since where we're talking military language? It was so weird. And so I had this chat about it, and basically what the superconsciousness said, she knows everything, so it referred to me in a third person, right? And they said, she knows everything. She will have the opportunity uh, to meet people, uh, but she must work on recognizing that other person, and we need to, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing now because it lasted a long time, but the point is, the practitioner said, can we heal that side? Would you be kind to heal the male side um, of her body and heal that the judgments that she has against men uh, and partnership and trusting people? And suddenly, uh, as we know, in energy healing, right side is a male side and left side is a female side, more or less, but that's what it is. Suddenly, when, when she asked for the healing, I was very quiet, super consciousness was quiet, but my right side started kind of twiggling and it was like there was this very fine long needle that went through the right side of my my uh, my skull went through the right side of my neck penetrated my right shoulder and then went all the way down to my right foot and my whole right hand start started twitching and I remember thinking huh that's happening okay it wasn't painful it was just twitching and I remember thinking well there's just a lot going on right now in my physical body and energy body and emotional body but it was all completely synchronous and it was completely harmonious and it completely made sense and so I don't have a boyfriend yet it only happened <laughs> four weeks ago but I've noticed one thing that when now I work with male clients or male energies the, I perceive them in a different way, far more intensely. Uh, when I do Reiki tra uh, healing on someone, whether in person or distantly, I, there, is, there is a deeper understanding when you know, the chakras are opened up or you know, I'm getting the information from the energy field of a client. And so that was very distinct difference between me before QHHT and me now. And Marta calls me quantum me and I quite like that. So I'm not quantum Isadora, I'm totally cool with that. But you know, joking aside, it really, oh, another thing that was physically um, noticeable, I used to wake up every morning without a fail with a panic attack. I would wake up like somebody punched me in the stomach and I was gasping for breath and the thought that permeated my thoughts for, you know, that was persistent for like first two, three minutes was, shit, I'm still here. Not that I wanna die, but I don't wanna be here either. And that completely is gone. I now wake up, oddly enough, with a smile on my face and quite hungry. I never used to eat in the morning. I would buy like, you know, eat like two, three, eight p.m. I wake up every morning starving, and I have a nice big breakfast. But I don't wake up with that horrible physical and mental and emotional pain that I felt because starting your day feeling like crap, you know, and having to take a maybe you know anti-anxiety pill to chill out, and you know, then meditate, you know, and then you know take you an hour to relax, and you know, it was just horrible, and so that was the two major things that I've noticed. And obviously there's quite a lot of other stuff that, you know, I'm not ready to share just yet. Um, but it was, it was, it was uh, for me, you know, those things, they may feel, seem a little bit trivial, but for me, those are the things that I've been dragging on for a really long time. And, um, and I have to say some of the aspects of the past lives 
were resolved as well. And it has definitely altered my perception of myself. There is a calmness that I've never felt before. There is a sense of protection, uh, knowing that, you know, uh, everything that I've read about from Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer, Dispenza, and all the other teachers, you know, Deepak Chopra and stuff, you know, that they're not, that they're all speaking about pretty much the same thing in their own vernacular. And I just find that knowing truly that that part of us exists for real and it's tangible and you can feel it and it's active and it's observing and it's protective it is it was it was like a um, long lost parent you know and there is much to be learned now especially specifically obviously in my life and i am facing a very difficult time my dad is in covid hospital critical condition my stepmom passed away two days ago. I am now literally sitting in my dad's house with my little niece who is here with us in the room. Um, and, you know, there is um, knowing what I know and learning, learning, you know, and going through QHHD. I am now at peace that my stepmom is doing fine. That no matter what my step, my dad decides to do, whether to stay with us or move on, that it's okay. There is no fear and there is no, there is a sadness in terms of like, well, they've gone and I'm still here. And there will be sadness that we won't be having like physical fun and eating good food and laughing. But I know that they will be all right, no matter what. And so, you know, I know it's not for everyone and everyone has their own, you know, belief systems and stuff. But for me, this was this was just really life altering. And I, I consider myself quite fortunate because I didn't, I don't have any severe physical ailments because Marta can tell us, she, she, she's, she talks about that lady, you know, who had, um, what, what did she have? Um, she didn't have cancer. She had some skin condition, didn't she, Marta? And, you know, it just went away. Yeah, eczema. Mm -hmm. Yeah, eczema, yeah. And Dolores, again, you, one of the parts of the reason, remember when I said at the beginning when I was reading a book and my mind was just having a hysterical breakdown, is because, there, you know, there were cases where Dolores would, you know, guide a client through the process and suddenly, you know, terminal cancer would be gone. And I'd be like, oh, please, like, come on. You know that's freaking science fiction that would be my reaction or i don't know some psychological issue would be resolved or anything like that and there was just part of me i mean i'm all for healthy skepticism and i'm like all for being you know wanting to check your facts but suddenly what i was reading was like just way out there and but then there was something deep inside me that was like mm, just give it give it a chance research a little bit more you know and so i kept going i kept listening to my intuition and that was how the super consciousness was communicating with us you know through pictures through dreams through you know kinesthetic um you know experiences and sensations and emotions and you know that sort of thing sometimes through numbers you know and so i kept going and like i said it took me six months to read that that first book and then afterwards it just became a flow and you know the healing that i experienced like i said was not necessarily so radical in terms of physical manifestation that i don't know cancer was incurable and it was cured or you know like eczema but that 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 kind of motif keeps repeating and even my practitioner um, who did it with me in London, you know, she had some remarkable healing stories. Um, and Marta has loads of as well. So, you know, when we think about it, whether you call it the source or God or whatever, it is all powerful and it has created and there is a supreme intelligence there. And we can be healed, I do believe. I don't think, you know, any of the big prophets and, you know, um, you know, people who came to teach us about stuff in the last few thousand years were talking bullshit. I think they all knew in some way, but they just had different ways of expressing and maybe the terminology was different. But I do believe in everything that I read in the Bible about Jesus and, you know, Muhammad and every, every other prophet that came along, I think they were all plugged into the into the the field and they they had a deep connection with the source god um allah or buddha or you know whatever the you know different you know traditions call them uh, i that's my personal belief that that's all i'm saying i'm not i don't want to step on anyone else's but i what a point of the story is that i i not only believe i now know 
that it's possible and doable. And I, like I said, the, the money has appeared and soon enough I will be, you know, working as well um, with QHHD and helping people here in Serbia. There's only about six practitioners and there is only one lady in the city where I'm at. And so I'm hoping, well, I'm not hoping, I know that, you know, there will be room for people and who will be who will be you know happy to go through the process first of all obviously for me as a as an intern but i think it's deeply needed um and um if everyone is you know in a position to do so by all means do it explore a little bit more but if you can you know get a book on amazon the one the one that's the link is in a in a in a header and um yeah so that's that's kind of like what i wanted to share and um, yeah, Marty, would you mind just telling the story about your client with with uh, with eczema? I just I just love hearing that story. Sure. Um, yeah, and thank you for that. And of course, if anyone would like to ask a question, this really is like a, a an open forum for that. So please just um, you know raise your hand. Uh, we'll bring you up, uh, and you can not just listen but speak, ask questions, be part of the the conversation here. Um, yeah, so I had a, a client a couple months back who had two issues. One was that she had a very painful um, separate, not separation, what do you call it? Uh, the joint between her skull and her neck had been inflamed and had actually been fused together. So she was in a, a lot of pain and she also had uh, a skin condition that uh, was pretty pervasive and had been basically since childhood, it was very difficult case of eczema. She, it made her extremely self-conscious. It made her, uh, you know, not want to get close to people. And she just was kind of like ashamed and, and fearful of her appearance and how other people might judge her or see her or whatever. So, um, QHHT, we, um, we got to this, the part where the high self comes in the super consciousness as, as Izzy was saying, um, and we're, I, I never let a session go by without asking the higher self kind of like what, what is the nature of uh, whatever disease that they have, like what is the purpose for having that? So what her higher self said was basically um, that did not originate in this life, but in a previous lifetime. And in that lifetime, this woman who was her mother, who had very, very strong, challenging opinions about everything, and like to very much control her daughter, um, that person was her best friend in a past life. And she was so um, committed to, devoted to, and wanted to have as part of her life, this duality, this duo of who was then her best friend. She so wanted and felt like she could not be successful without this person in her life that the daughter, decided that she would come back as this woman's daughter, not because she wanted to be her daughter, but because she couldn't say no to her. She couldn't energetically um, disappoint her. She couldn't risk, um, well, it was easier for her to just say, yeah, okay, sure, I'll be your daughter than to say like, no, it's not really what I wanna do. And she didn't wanna disappoint her. So you can imagine what their, their relationship was in life, um, which was very much that. Um, very controlling, very much wanting her to be part of everything. Um, and honestly, this joint pain that she had um, was because it, it, or it originated at that moment where she decided that she would come to accommodate this person um, through that person's will being so strong and her own not being very strong. And so what happened is that when that was discovered um, by my client's higher self, uh, or not her higher self, but her in understanding what her higher self was saying about the situation, she actually got healing for that joint pain. And the idea that um, she had been stuffing her emotions about not wanting to stand up to this person, she had actually stored that in her body from that time, from that previous lifetime. So it was very painful and it was pretty much affecting her daily life. And through QHHT, with that information, she was able to let that go. And the eczema, it was also explained by the higher self, that the eczema came forth as um, an, a, a self-inflicted shame that she was not able to 
stand up for herself, have boundaries that are appropriate and say no, that she went along with this other person's will just because they had a stronger will and that she had internalized that and physically externalized it as this skin rash, this skin disease. So what was cool is that when, uh, I believe that the higher self is sending us messages all the time through our bodies. We just tend to ignore them or, you know, just pass through them or, you know, forget that we're having them and we will ourselves to go on rather than get the message. But it doesn't mean the higher self isn't keeping sending the message. So over time, when we don't get the message, it starts to kind of physicalize into a condition, into a disease. So when she was able to get that message and understand the reason behind the eczema, and that had so much healing and just so much insight that, that it revealed about the nature of her relationship with her mother and why, why she had always felt a certain way, uh, a bit of discomfort, but knowing that her mom loved her, her mom was her number one cheerleader, this and that, it just opened up something in her that was like she couldn't unsee. And the higher self, we asked for the, the full healing repair and she literally walked out without pain. And when I turned the lights back on and I said, you know, how do you feel? What are you, <laughs> what are you thinking right now? What do you remember? She's like, I feel so much better. I'm not having physical pain. I, I have a whole lot of understanding about, you know, my mom and kind of where, <laughs> where the origin of this all started. And then I said, well, I think you better go to the bathroom because you look totally different. And she looked in the mirror and she, for the first time she had this clear, smooth skin. And I was just like not believing it because it happened in my office. But when I looked at her, I was like, you look different. You look like a different person. So when we can get the message that our higher self is trying to send to us, because it, we can talk to it directly and hear the message with our human ears, not just our um, you know, inner sense and our body or intuition, you really can let go of the disease. You can, re you can let go of uh, part of your mind that is holding on to needing that disease to be there to be the, the manifestation of the signal from the higher self, but you can actually get the signal directly from the higher self and therefore let go of the phys physical condition. So it's pretty awesome and pretty astonishing. And you know, lots of other things have happened since then, but that was just so like visibly different. <laughs> So QHHT can be very powerful. It, it isn't just a way to get information about your life. Um, it's also a way to, to experience powerful healing because there is a part of our mind and our consciousness. And, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this all the time, stuff that we can't possibly quantify with science that just happens. Um, I think I was listening to a lecture this morning. It's like science um, looks at what is physical. And there's so much that we don't know about how it works. It is non-physical. Um, so even the non-physical stuff, when you really pay attention to it, the physical stuff starts to make um, different choices. I don't know if you've heard about Schrodinger's cat and all of that, but um, you know, objects and particles that are me measured behave differently than ones that are not measured and, and watched. So I just think the whole thing is so fascinating and there's so much that we don't understand about our consciousness. And that's part of the reason I love being a QHHD practitioner is I really get to be there in the consciousness of somebody else facilitating an experience toward their highest good and whatever it is that they would like to learn and resolve that has just been hard to get to uh, physically and in, in all of the other healing modalities, which are amazing. Um, but that sometimes don't go all the way there. Yeah, that, that's what I experienced. I mean, there's so much that, you know, that I get from Reiki and there's a lot of stuff, but it's, it's always, um, I don't want it, to, it's, it's never fully. And obviously everyone um, has their level of acceptance and how far we can go. I mean, I always give the analogy like, you know, I cannot put the latest operative system of Apple Macintosh onto a Macintosh from 1984. You just cannot do that. Certain people, it's not that they are unable or don't have the capacity. It's just that the soul's journey is not at that level where they can receive that information. You know, sometimes you talk to someone and you're, you're choosing your words precisely and you are, you know, choosing your intention precisely. I'm so sorry. My phone is just having a hysterical breakdown tonight. This is the second time that it crashed. Can everybody hear me okay? Yeah, we can, can hear, hear you. Me. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So did you see me like a pop out? Did I disappear? From I the just room? heard, I saw you there, but I, I didn't hear you for a minute. All right. I just don't understand what's going on. Maybe, I don't know. what you're saying because they're the same age as you are and you went to the same school together and you had similar background and that sort of thing but it's not because the soul understands in a different way so each type of healing each modality has its place and so not everybody um you know can understand you know or seek the healing um in terms of reiki or quantum entrainment or nlp so you know the more we have in our you know toolbox the the better it is but qhht is for literally everyone because it doesn't matter whether you you know um where you are where your soul is at which stage your soul is at you know it's for absolutely everyone because everyone has that part of themselves the super consciousness you know the that higher part of the self because you know that's that's kind of like the deal for coming you know onto this planet and having this experience so I just find that is, again, as a future practitioner, really appealing to me. Um, so because I mean, the Lord and also another thing which which is, I think, crucial is that it has to be done in person. Um, for example, when I take a client through past life regression, rarely is the client in that somnambulic state where they don't know where they are. You know, and frankly, I make sure that they are not completely asleep and gone off, you know, with the fairies, God knows where, you know, so it's you, you are conscious throughout any regression, whether we're doing timeline regression or past life regression, you're always conscious. So I can do it. Oh, I mean, I don't do it if, if I don't have to, but I have clients in New York City. I have a client in Brussels. So, you know, we can do it on Zoom, but with QHHT, you go so deeply, you're so relaxed. Like I said, there are quite a few people who don't even remember what was going on. I happen to remember everything. Um, and, um, you know, it's important to be there with a the client because if the technology fails you, you know, if you're doing it on Zoom and you suddenly, you know, your app crashes like mine did twice just now, you know, or any, you know, the, the signal gets lost, you know, what are you going to do? Your client is somewhere, you know, in, in a completely different place, you know, and it's impossible for them to come back to here and now on their own. And so I think that's a really um, important thing, you know, to understand. So if, because I have recently become aware of quite a few fractions of QHHD, which is a bit naughty, um, that they started doing it on Zoom. And I don't really know what to do about that. Um, and I, I want to check my facts, but that is one absolute cardinal rule that Dolores Cannon set up when she was doing and she was she was traveling in all parts of the world and all parts of the united states she will used to conduct sessions in you know immediately hotel hotel rooms and stuff so it was like one of the first things that it has to be done and so for me as someone who's just gone through qhhd it was actually really soothing knowing that my practitioner is next to me and that I can freely relax and go wherever my subconsciousness wants to take me. Um, and so, and there was no fear that the battery ran out or something else will happen. So I found that that's um, super, super important. But anyway, we've been on for about 45 minutes and obviously I know Kate and Japonica and Jason's new here. So I'm gonna send you guys an audible in case you wanna, um, if you wanna say something. And Kate and Japonica, thank you so much for coming back. It's so lovely to see you guys. Um, and uh, we will um, be setting up more rooms uh, more often in the next few weeks, uh, probably about some different topics as well. But as you can tell, I'm quite passionate about QHHT. Um, so, hey, Kate, welcome. Hi, thanks. Hi. This is so fascinating. Oh, I'm so glad you like it. I really hope you get a chance. Listen, I mean, I just popped up there in the, in the header. Um, uh, Marta's website, um, you know, um, so Marta, where are you again? Yo, Miami, of course, sorry. I'm yeah, Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, so obviously, but you know, you guys are in the U S so if you're anywhere nearby, so it has to be done in person. Um, but yeah, so this is the, um, we have quite a few friends in, um, QHH practitioners, but they couldn't join us tonight. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to do it, then obviously you can contact, uh, um, Marta or, um, there is i I'm going to try and pin the, um, official QHHT website where you can locate your local um, practitioners. But anyway, sorry, Kate, I keep talking. Please go ahead and ask a question. I'm going to go and try and find the, the. 
I don't think I really have a question. I just wanted to pop up and say hi and yeah, just this is so, so interesting. Um, yeah, I'm like Googling to see if I can find somebody in my area right now. <laughs> Yay, I'm so glad you're here. I'm just now, let's see, edit pink link. You know what? Like in the last three, four weeks since I've done hosted a room before, there are so many new features now. So there's now this, there we go, I got it. QHHT, yay! There's Dolores, isn't she cute? I love her so much. Um, so that's the QHHT, you can just pull and refresh. So that's the QHHT official website and they have like a page, um, so I don't know, somewhere at the bottom or whatever, which says you, you can locate it on um, basis of level and what was it again? Location, right? Marta, yeah. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, so interns, they have to do it for free because they have to do, I don't know how many, like 20, 25. And then level one, they, uh, they are guided to charge, um, you know, based on the local area and stuff. And so that's that. Okay, so I managed to, oh yeah, and then now there is the, what's that scissor thing at the bottom? Like, I don't know what that is. And there's like a replays Oops. and there's so many, yeah, like, oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, there's so many details. So yeah, well, listen, you guys, um, Marta, do you want to say something else? Anyone else? Because like, you know, I don't want to keep everyone. I just really appreciate everybody being here because obviously it's like 10 to 10 here in Europe. Um, no, I don't know where else you guys are, but like, I don't want to keep, I mean, I can go all night. Like, um, mm -hmm. I'm a night, night, night bird, you know, but, um, I don't know what I'm doing in the morning, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, you know, at night I'm quite creative, so I'm fine, but like, I don't want to take up anybody, anybody else's time. <laughs> um, so I just want to say if anyone, Jason or Japonica can't work, sorry, can't talk. And my, my little niece, Elena, uh, well, she's here, but, um, do you have a question? She doesn't have a question. So, yeah. <laughs> she literally just joined this evening. She's only 15 um, to, to kind of listen because she's fascinating. I'm telling you, she's a young healer in making. She's quite, quite remarkable. Um, so, yeah. So, um, so I just wanted to invite anyone else if they have a question or want to share something. Um, and if not, we're going to close the room soon. Do you, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say something, which is. Please. Um, Thank you so much for, for, for hosting the room. I always uh, love being here and learning, sharing whatever stories are, are helpful, but I would just um, add a word of encouragement to anyone who um, is really interested in this type of work or is just fascinated by the mystical and the esoteric and the occult to really um, pursue that and, and, and allow it to kind of guide you. Um, you may not have a right direction, a clear pathway, but um, if you really trust that you're interested and called to it for a reason, my own experience is that you will, you will get um, guidance and that the right guidance will show up at the right time to provide that clarity. I was just terrified to do this kind of stuff as like a real, um, aspect of my work because I had my own, you know, thoughts about whether that was something people would judge me for. But what I've discovered is that it's actually the opposite. When you really um, show your heart through this type of work and you allow yourself to go down the rabbit hole of wherever you're being called, um, there's always something there. And there's such a, a network and a community of supportive people who will be not only um, helping you reach the right people, but also cheering you along um, throughout the experience. It It's not like when it was uh, Dolores starting out, there really is a whole infrastructure of people and places like this and opportunities to not just learn, but connect and support and elevate the work together because we really are anyone who's looking to, um, you know, create greater kindness to heal wounds, to allow us to all, you know, self-actualize so that we can do more together. Like there's, we're all a team, we're all a family. So um, I would encourage you to pursue it, even if it quote unquote doesn't make sense, the sense will, will reveal itself along the way and never feel ashamed or embarrassed because when you show up and you share um, and you allow your heart to really um, express that part of itself, you will be not only rewarded in my experience, but you will find others who will who needed to hear that saying or who um, 
needed to be in that place where you were to receive that little nugget or, or whatever it is. We're all the breadcrumbs for one another in our pathways. And I really, really feel that even more as I go through this work. And I'm, I'm just so grateful to have a place here where we can share and express and, and explore together and um, come to new places on our, on our journey. <laughs> That's really it. Oh, thank you, Marta. I love that. Thank you so much. That's a beautiful and a kind of like a closing thought. I love that. So um, we're going to close the room in a few minutes. Thank you again, everyone. Join House of Healing if you feel compelled to. Um, if you want, you can follow us on Instagram on House of Healing Club. Uh, that's where we usually post the upcoming rooms. And uh, contact me either through back channel here or email or messages. If you've got any, you know, specific topics that you want to discuss, um, we can find uh, the uh, the members of our club who can maybe talk about it. We've got uh, a lady called Tanya. She's going to be soon talking about angels. Um, so we're just kind of setting that up. But yeah, keep an eye on it. And I'm going to do my best to be a little bit more active now. And, um, you know, I hope, uh, you know, I can get some of your lovely support for the next few days um, for the funeral of my stepmom. And um, I'm sending you all abundance of love and positive energy and Reiki healing and all the blessings. And thank you again for being here. This means a lot. Um, so have a wonderful day. And I'm going to close the room in three, two, one. Have a lovely day, you guys. Bye. You. Bye. Bye.